for Usain Bolt to win a marathon would be a whole other, you know, just a whole other world of preparation. What does that look like when there's nothing else to do and you're just going straight for miles and miles and miles? Like, what kind of demons are you going to face? Like, you feel like in the, you're in the Truman Show. There was like a tectonic shift in horsepower. Yeah, I mean, it's going to suck, but... <laughs> you, I guess I just have to embrace the suck, you know. All people are in good mood, so there's just a different vibe than in Europe. Uh, welcome to the Fever Talk podcast. My name is Magali. Good morning, Magali. I'm David. So... This is a gravel. The first time we're doing a podcast about gravel, so maybe we should. It might be the last. Maybe we should introduce ourselves because if someone from the gravel scene listens to this, they will have no idea who we are. So I'm Magali. I'm a professional cyclocross athlete from Canada, racing for Canyon. Uh, I also race mountain bikes, and I've dabbled a little bit in gravel here and there, but. You raced gravel before gravel was gravel. Yes, but um, yeah, I've never done any of the big lifetime event series and uh, lifetime series events. Um, yeah, but but still a professional cyclist. Um, what are we doing in Kansas right now, David? It's it's the unbound gravel. We are in Kansas, but somehow I am not racing. Uh, what what's going on? Yeah, so um, I think you know now it's. Um, with how gravel uh, is, is so big with all the brands and everybody wanting to be part of the, of that scene that is very hard now to be a professional racer not on a world tour team uh, of any discipline and kind of not hear about gravel it's really really hard you have to it's kind of like we joke between athletes that it's the key word you want to you want to get a new partner just throw gravel <laughs> just say gravel and that partner is going to sign on board and so we wanted to kind of check it out and give it a go and so we agreed to get ready for unbound this year um we're Well, we'll spare the details of, of many, many complications uh, before getting here. But we've got little injuries. We've had. Um, I mean, mostly that was yeah. it. To be honest, like the and just an overall preparation that was not perfect. And it's yeah. not a forty-minute race. You know, you're out there for the whole day. It's a ten, twelve-hour race. So if your preparation is not great and you're here to win, there's no chance you win. And yeah, there's, because there's no, there's no point riding for fourteen hours because you're basically just, you know, ju putting in jeopardy the rest of your season. Exactly. Basically. So the for people that might not know, I, I doubt that these people exist. But <laughs> if you're into cycling, but Unbound is two hundred and two hundred and five miles, I think total. So that's three hundred and thirty kilometers of gravel. Uh, the gravel is rough. It, it's a tough race. It's super humid. It's super warm outside. It's a beast. And if you're used to be racing races that are 50 minutes full gas, I mean, I have done longer races, but this is a completely different challenge. And I think gravel has grown exponentially over the years. And maybe six, seven years ago, you could come to Unbound just being a strong professional cyclist and perform pretty well. But over the years, as David said, um, it got more popular companies want to be a part of it so they pay professional athletes to prepare for these events and now i mean some people that's what they do full-time preparing for really long that's events their world championships. it's their world championships and and i think you have to have respect for that like you can't show up 
with a subpar preparation and think you're going to do well, uh, it's just impossible because these people are dedicating their lives to participate to to performing well at these events. So, um, yeah, there's there's like a there's a special underlying um, thinking in the cycling world that oh, you can pedal a bike. It's not a road bike. Well, you could probably do whatever. You know, you could do a 10 or 15 hour race or a 20 minute um, short track mountain bike race. It's and true. It's, you can it, do you it. You can do it. You can complete yeah. it. But you, when you're, when you're, we want to be, you want to race with the best in the world. It's a whole different story. It's when I often do the parallel um, with track and field. Nobody ever saw Usain Bolt run the marathon, you know, at a high level. Maybe he runs marathon for fun over the weekend or shows up and, you know, goes to the expo and participate in the event and he's part of it. But for him to, for Usain Bolt to win a marathon would be a whole other, you know, just a whole other world of preparation. And so I think that's something maybe, as you said, a couple of years ago, you could just jump into these big gravel events that were kind of up and coming on the scene and do very well uh, because you can pedal the bike. But nowadays, it's not true. And I think we're we're at a point in your career where if we're going to prepare for something, we want to know that we have a shot at it, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no There's no point going for... 30th place or and that's the thing like i actually tried to prepare for this and i mean there were thousands of obstacles and i wasn't able to prepare well so already i was pretty anxious of showing up not prepared but also uh it turned out i had a back injury that i had been carrying for a while so we decided that it would not be a good idea to go three do 330 kilometers with a back injury and jeopardize the rest of the whole season so we're still here we wanted to come because there is a hype around this event and we wanted to see what it's all about uh, for us it's also a new relationship with canyon that we started since april but we still haven't gotten a chance to meet our the other canyon athletes and a lot of the canyon employees so it was a chance for us to get to know all these people so we wanted to be part of it um It's also, and it's also honestly unbound now is like Interbike. It was back before, in the days, yeah. if you're familiar with Interbike, it was the biggest cycling convention, kind of like an indoor version of Sea Otter where all the brands are there. Everybody's uh, launching their new products and, and just doing a bunch of interviews and, and media stuff. And so this in parallel with the bike race is all probably as important or even more important than the bike race here at Unbound now for the yeah. industry. Yeah, so it's it's actually fun to be part of it. It's it's strange in some ways. It's strange to be at an event and not be actual part of it, but it's it's nice to be here. Another strange thing is there's so many people that we don't know. So many people that are um actors in the gravel scene that we just don't know i mean we know a lot of the people that raise a lifetime grand prix because it's a lot of people that we raced with in cyclocross or mountain bike or road before but a lot of the actors in this gravel scene we don't know so it's funny to be at a cycling event and just feel like no one knows us and we don't know many people um that's that's new for us so it's interesting another what's, what's familiar though for us is it, maybe you're not familiar with that if you if you only been following for 10 years and not 20 years but we both come from triathlon um like we met through triathlons and this is what we did all our childhood and yesterday we were having uh, lunch in one of the coffee that's right by the expo here and 
like I've done half Ironmans and I've done a bunch of the Ironman branded events and stuff like that as a triathlete. And I was looking outside of people coming through and it literally felt just like an Ironman. Like gravel is the new Ironman. There's literally 25% of the participants have actual Ironman tattoos on their calves. You know, like you yeah, see. Yeah. And I think a reason it's like, it's so equipment intensive this right so like just put um how huge this event is there's four thousand participants for a bike race that's a lot of people um and especially it, for for a bike race that's literally in the middle of nowhere you know yeah. it's the middle of america there's nothing to come here for it's not like you're gonna show up for the event and town. stay for vacation you know or yeah. like, i mean kansas city maybe like there's something but that's two hours away and that's the closest big town um but here i mean little uh side sidetrack it looks like it this neighborhood is so perfect like all the houses are exactly the same the the square gra- lawns yeah the lawns is, yeah it's, it's the welcome mats and, and yeah the family you walk names around, on the postal boxes it feels fake you feel like in the you're in the truman show and there's even like a ambient brioche smell in the streets <laughs> i swear to god there's a big fan somewhere down the road Probably. that like shoots brioche smell <laughs> it's really funny but that was just everybody a little, says hi big highs you know you walk smile run in the morning i was like hey good morning how's it going like, hey, hi yeah you feel like you're in a 70s tv show but anyway that was just a, a, a sidetrack so yeah four thousand participant and it's very equipment intensive so Similar to like to Iron Man, you know, where you can have the aero helmet and the bike with some bottles and places to eat and and aero bars. It's the same here. So aero bars are banned for the professionals at Unbound, but anyone else can have aero bars and they have everyone has a bike that's decked out from the tires to the wheel to the like everything is thought of and yeah, you literally see people walking into the expo with like their compression socks on their aero helmet on holding their bike by the stem i it really looked to me like people were going to rack their bike on a transition rack of a triathlon yeah so like, i mean that's that's what it feels and i think it's a new era of cycling <laughs> definitely but also i think that's why I mean, sorry, I didn't want to cut you and you can, you no, can go No, I ahead. mean, I, you know, a lot of people, like, people wonder, like, well, why is that? Why is that? And I think, I think it's very easier for people to understand what 200 mile or 330 kilometer is, you know. If you go back in the office Monday and you speak over lunch break, you're like, oh, yeah, I did that this weekend and it was 330 kilometers. Every, like, not everybody can ride 300 kilometer, but everybody drives 330 kilometer. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that's a three-hour drive you did on your bike. On dirt roads, wow, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a 20-minute short track mountain bike race, everybody says, oh, yeah, I could probably do 20 minutes too. Yeah, like, I mean, the question I have the most when I say that I'm a cyclocross rider is how many miles? I don't know. Like that, we don't even know. It's probably... It does not matter. It doesn't matter, but people racing. can't relate to that. Yeah, so I think a lot of people can relate to the distance and kind of feel this, this uh, feeling of accomplishment because they cross the finish line of what is one of the longest organized one day event which honestly is a big accomplishment because i'm sure it's it's a beast a beast of a day <laughs> and a beast of a ride it also for me like solidify it helps me being here helps me and seeing all these crazy decked out bikes and all the people that are here helps me understand why companies so want to be a part of the gravel boom because and that's just my opinion. Like no one told me that, but I like there are so many things that as a brand you can sell because there are so many things that are needed to perform and to 
participate in one of those races and, not and it's a, lot a of big people market have them yet you know exactly. it's a whole new scene like it's been it's been progressing and everybody knows not about gravel but there's still a ton of people that are buying their first gravel bike yeah and they already have road bikes and mountain bikes and then they're like well now i actually need a gravel bike which so, you know if you have a road bike that you really like you can keep this bike for 10 years and never change it even if you do like road racing or if you're into equipment you're like well i bought this bike for ten thousand dollar i'm going to keep it for five or six years but now all my friends are doing these gravel weekends and yeah i need a gravel bike totally so everybody wants to, to sell you this new gravel bike yeah so i mean all that to say like it's nice to be here and get a better understanding of what this is all about um we walked around the venue yesterday uh to Which, by the way, is on pavement, which you know, <laughs> is really not on brand. It's, uh, I mean, we, it's like nice paved alleyways, simple. Everybody's got power and generator. And I'm like, wait, wait I thought this was gravel. Well, yes, but we haven't explored the 200 miles of gravel yet. But I agree. So, yeah, anyway, we walked around the venue. We met a few familiar faces. And we, yeah, just questioned people to see... Um, to get a little bit of a vibe of the event and share that with you all. So... On that note, we'll leave you with these snippets. Uh, my goal for today will be to explore the equipment side of it. So ask people, like, I mean, we're walking around today and yesterday at the Canyon House, like, people were changing tires and putting on, like, all the kinds of things on their bike and setting up their hydration packs and stuff. So I think... <laughs> Some of the bikes, you don't know if they're going to Kansas or to the moon. <laughs> true. Um, and so, yeah, I think that will be interesting to learn about. And today that... The, it will be exponential because the race is tomorrow so today like it's all about prepare preparing for that so we'll try to dig into that and ask questions so we can share all that with you um on on tomorrow's episode so thank you for listening here are the snippets um of the unbound gravel <laughs> gravel noise sarah sturm you're currently making a burrito We are Thursday before Unbound. You look so good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> um, you did Unbound last year. Does that make you more confident heading into it this year? Or does it make you more scared because you know what's like coming? Um, I think it makes me more confident. Like At least I know like what flavor gravel this yeah. is so that's kind of nice to like check it off the list yeah thank you dave's adding more cheese to my burrito right yeah, now yeah. <laughs> oh no he's giving it to my dog <laughs> <laughs> okay and then i mean you did the traca which in in spain which was what 360 miles uh 360k so like a little bit over i was trying to do the math the whole day it was the thing that kept me entertained but i just still don't know like yeah. 220 230 miles yeah. anyway Yeah, I feel good after doing that. It yeah, like that's the, I mean, was that the idea to do something longer to put you more into like, I don't know, familiar terrain or I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally intentional for unbound. No, I actually just really wanted to do the truck. <laughs> I really wanted to like see that part of the world and then it actually ended up being like perfect timing for unbound, yeah. which was unbound's not necessarily like a focus of mine, but it is something that like I've learned to love yeah. the last couple of years. So I'm pretty stoked for Saturday. I love it. That's yeah. what you said when I saw you. Like, I'm actually stoked. I'm surprised <laughs> by it, but I'm going to roll with, roll it. with it. That's yeah. cool. Well, we'll be cheering. Good luck, Sarah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you have <laughs> All right. So we are with Yuri Hausvald. Is that how you pronounce? 
Hauswald. But Hauswald is very German. I like that. It's very European. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought there was a European twist here. All right. So Yuri, you won this race, the Unbound 200 in 2015. Now we are eight years later. How has the event evolved over these years? And like, what do you think about how it evolved? Well, it's obviously gotten so much larger. Uh, there are 5,000 participants this year. That also means that the horsepower is so much higher than it was when I won. I like to joke that the year after I won, when Ted showed up, there was like a tectonic shift in horsepower um, when the pros started coming here. But it's all good. It's part of the evolution of the event. There's more sponsors here. There's more participants. There's more like activations and rides. I mean, this, this race is like growing in really, really good ways. It's not like getting too big for its britches just yet mm -hmm. so um it's really fun to see this event evolve and also know that i don't ever have to do like the 200 again to prove anything so i love it okay and last question do you feel like this the event this event still has the soul that maybe it had before what's your take on that I'm not a media publication, so you can be honest. <laughs> well, I think you may be referring to like the spirit of gravel. There were air maybe. quotes there. Yeah. Know. You know, I think some people would say, no, it's lost its soul. But I, I would argue, no. I mean, this is there's it lots of different. Well, it did. Well, yeah, it did sell its soul, but it didn't totally. You know, I mean, you know, when an event becomes bigger, obviously there's going to be more sponsorship money in there. Yeah. But if they can do it in a smart way with like all of these group rides that are championing like inclusivity and making safe spaces for folks, you have a lot of different brand rides with media. So I feel like they're growing in a good way that like respects all participants, not just the racers at the front. They're creating like an experience that appeals to everyone here. Um, I mean, you don't even have to be doing the race and you could come and get like a full shakeout ride experience, go around the expo, you know, check out the newest product and stuff like that. So I do think they are growing in the right way. Okay. I love to hear that from you. Thanks for sharing your experience, Yuri. And have fun tomorrow. I can't wait. Saturday. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll see you guys around. Yeah. Went this for a long time. So I'm uh, with Yada now, who is a Canyon athlete. What is your last name? Trefeisen. Okay, so Yada Trefeisen. Yeah. So sounds good for a Canadian. Okay, thanks. Um, where are you from exactly? I'm from the southern part of Germany, from a city called Freiburg. Okay. And is it your first time uh, coming to Unbound? And if so, what are you thinking about? What do you think about the event, the vibe so far, compared to maybe other gravel events you've done in Europe? It's my first time coming to Unbound, and it's my first time to Kansas, and first race in the U.S. as well. So feeling is quite different compared to European races, because it's like not just a race, it's about so much more. You have like all bike brands here on site you can check anything so all people are in good mood so there's just a different vibe than in europe mm -hmm. so i'm pretty excited to be here for the first time and let's just see yeah that's cool um, and just to compare like what gravel events have you done in europe like that you know that we could maybe know and like compare to i've done many events from the uci gravel series but since they were just la a launch last year it's about to become bigger but yeah. i think like the events need to be like or they need to develop a bit more to get this feeling around it but i mean it's improving we had one in germany yeah. which was pretty cool in aachen, in aachen yeah, yeah with many booths and good feelings so but the first ones i did for example in italy last year they were just like 
it was just a race and after the race it was done okay. so it's quite different here but there's also another series in Europe called the Gravel Earth yes. series, yeah, which with is the trucker and yeah. yeah. There are other events. For example, I'm competing at Octopus Gravel in July, yeah. and I think it will be like, I mean, it, it won't be the same than here, but it won't be kind of like this because you have like a main spot where you come together all the time and you have like coffee stops and yeah. uh, food trucks and everything. So. so fun. So, supposed to be cool so let's see awesome thank you all right i'm at the feedback sports stand it's still thursday um i'm with jeff and with Kristen, and i think you both uh so both work at feedback sports but you're both racing the 100 miles how many people of the team of feedback sports are racing two of us two of you okay what was the appeal of actually coming here to race and not just be part of the expo have you been here before and like got tempted like what 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 is it about the race i want to beat Kristen, and that's really my only motivation <laughs> i love it okay what about you Kristen? well i heard legends of the uh, kansas gravel you know so uh, i just needed to experience it myself yep. and see what it was about see what the flatlands are about in kansas as compared to colorado <laughs> i love it so it's a mixing work and play yes yeah well Absolutely. we're gonna wish you the best of luck the most fun and yeah anything else you'd like to add uh, we're happy to see you and david sweet all right thanks <laughs> we're with carrie warner under the bike flight stand where he's uh working this weekend before uh participating in your first unbound 200 uh how are you feeling carrie uh hungry <laughs> i just i just have to keep eating is what i just keep telling myself <laughs> I love that. Okay, we we talked a little bit before I started recording and you told me that maybe you're like a little bit scared but also excited for something in particular. You talked to me about the dark place. Can you explain what you're excited to find out about Unbound? Yeah, I feel like everybody, like for 200 miles, 10 hours of of like pushing hard, like everybody's going to hit that like deep dark hole and like at least for me like i'm a uh, i'm not excited to do that but i am excited to see how i respond to doing that and like i don't know i'm i think i'm just gonna learn a lot about myself out there and uh you know i think like the things you learn are things that you can carry through into other different disciplines and like have different perspectives so Yeah. yeah i mean it's gonna suck but (laughs) (laughs) i guess i just have to embrace the suck you know i love it thanks maybe we can speak on sunday or after the race saturday and ask how that dark place was (laughs) thank you good luck so as if the 200 miles was not enough there are also people going for the unbound xl which is 350 miles and those people are starting today and i got to chat with a few of those people a few of those crazies <laughs> to 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 hear all about it all right it's thursday thursday morning we're at the sram house we saw this sram car and the sarah Sturm bus as we were driving towards the venue and we're like well we gotta stop here um and then i met nico nico what's your last name uh, like your full name yeah, yeah. my name is nico antonio de portago cabrera i love it i couldn't <laughs> say it better so we'll leave it to that and what's your role at sram so I work on the marketing team specifically for Zip and Time. So I deal with all our digital content. I work with our athletes on cool content projects and just try and hype it up. Yeah, you do a good job of it. Um, now we're here. 
you're going to race the Unbound XL this year. It's not your first time. It looks like you've done it before. Um, now, I mean, to me, like, it's already crazy to do, to do the XL 350 miles. You're telling me you're doing it on a single speed? What's what's the idea here? <laughs> yeah, so I all right, I worked as a bike messenger in Chicago for like 13 years and I rode a track bike almost every day. So single speeding to me is like my purest form. And actually I feel faster on a single speed than I do on my geared bike. I predict I'll have my best finishing time tomorrow or Saturday rather yeah. on the single speed. And it's the first time you're doing it on a single speed. Last time you did it on a full like all speed bike? Yeah, so I've I've only ever done the 200 single speed, but I've only ever done the 350 fully geared. So the first year, first couple years I did it, I was on like a mullet, which was awesome. And then last year I did it on like a full explore suite, which yeah. was also super awesome. Shaved a bunch of time off. But last year I was also like not as fit as I am now. Not that I'm crazy fit, but I'm feeling better than I did last year. So I was like, okay, I think it's time to go back to like my roots you know like i'm i'm no longer a professional like i don't have any pro contracts anymore so now like racing for me is purely just to do the race there's no external pressure so to me this is my 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 true form gotta keep it spicy all right and okay last question you did mention like i mean when we think about riding in kansas i've never really ridden here what i imagine is just long gravel roads where they're straight and you don't really see where they're going but you did mention there's like a lot of really beautiful green rolling hills can you talk about that part of it and, and yeah why why it's worth doing it yeah i mean i think like with with any gravel race in you know the american plains or even in the american midwest there are going to be like a lot of times where you're like you could stand on a can of beer and see 10 more miles. Like, it's just so flat. And and those moments are tough. But there's also these moments where you're in a totally different environment. Like, the, the region that we're in is called the Flint Hills. And it is a lot of, like, rolling hills, a lot of large green pastures. Some of the route takes you through some private ranches. And there's just these moments where you're, like, looking around and there's, like, you know, the wind is blowing these tall green grasses on these rolling hillsides and you're just on this little farm road and there's cattle roaming around and everyone's kind of in it and and suffering and and feeling the same thing that you're feeling and and i i think these moments are really magical and it's it's what keeps me coming back to this race like in maybe mile 30 ish of the xl route this year you'll go through this private ranch and the the 200 will go through it as well and probably the 100 And that's like really one of my favorite sections of this race. Like every year I've done it that the course has gone south of Emporia. We've hit that section. And like, I don't know, I get this feeling every time rolling through. And it it reminds me of the first time I did this race where I was just like so green and everything was new and gravel to me was new. And yeah, I mean, I think I think every race will have this in its own way. For me, this one's special because this was like my first time doing this type of race and like. I'll keep coming back. If there's one race, if I only do one race a year, it will be unbound. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I'll, if that's okay, I would love to talk to you once you're done and hear about all the nighttime riding adventures because that sounds awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure I will have some crazy brain yeah. hallucinations to tell you all about. Awesome. Thanks, Nico. Thank you. So, Ted King, uh, you've done the 200 mile in Unbound, what, five times you said? Five times, five times. And now, this time, you're doing the 350 miles, so Unbound XL. What prompted that decision? 
I told myself that I would do five when they introduced the the thousand mile club, the Grail. I was like, I'll do five. And how perfect is that? Because they had recently introduced the XL. Yeah. So it works in conjunction with the with one another. The the funny sort of contrary thing that that has my my head reeling is the last time I raced the two hundred, I got fourth. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like one step off the podium. I should come back. I should do the 200 again. But with that said, I'm very happy with the decision to do the XL this year. Uh, something new, something different. I go from here straight to Tour Divide. So I kind of like the, that it serves as a, as a ridiculous 350-mile warm-up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck. Enjoy it. Thank you. Um, okay, so I'm with Anna Maria. Brooke? Okay, cool. Uh, so, so you're doing the 350 tomorrow, the Unbound XL. Um, you say you want to have a good story to tell. You're a journalist. Where is the, like, does the motivation for you to do this comes from, like, wanting to do the story, or is that something you've been dreaming about doing for a long time? Like, how did you decide? Uh, I have not been dreaming about it for a long time. I only learned about it last year. Um, I did the 100 last year, uh, and that was that was good fun. Um, the 200 didn't hold much intrigue for me because I've done that distance. And 350, I was like, I've never done anything like that. So maybe next year I'll do it. And then winter rolled around, and I was like, yeah, let's, let's just do it and see. And then the stories come from, because I, I, I used to do 24-hour racing on mountain bikes, so like I know what happens at night, and I was like, What does that look like when there's nothing else to do and you're just going straight for miles and miles and miles? Like, what kind of demons are you going to face? Like, just that experience and, and see if I can write about that. Yeah, and I mean, when those experiences are, are happening, like, while they're happening, do you think about, oh, my God, like, I'm going to have to tell that? Or, like, are you so deep into those, like, dark moments that, like, how do you think... Or, or maybe sometimes it can help to, help to get out of these dark moments knowing that, like, oh, it's going to be at least a good story. Like, how does it work in, in a journalist storyteller mind? Yeah, I mean, all of the above. Yeah. And there's moments where I'm like, oh, man, I'm not enjoying myself. I also have, like, the memory of a goldfish. So, like, I forget all the bad things and I just That's remember <laughs> the good things. Yeah. But I do actually, one of the things I do now that I, I write about my experiences more than that I race is that I will, like, film myself or, like, record myself in the moment oh. so I can go back and be like, oh, yeah, that's what I went through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Well, I really look forward to reading that story. I'll, we'll be thinking of you. Good luck. And, yeah, enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're at the Physique Boot. Um, we just had a really nice happy hour, and I'm currently with Giovanni. Uh, what is your role at Physique? And, and yeah, let's start with this. Yeah, I'm the brand director for Physique. It's okay. simple. Yeah. So, Giovanni, what is, uh, as a brand in cycling, why why did you guys want to be at Unbound, and what what's the goal? What are you going to do at Unbound? Well, Unbound, uh, I would say it's a... It's a staple for gravel, right? It's one of the events that has uh, the longest heritage at the moment. And as a race, it's basically like world champs of gravel, you know? So uh, for a brand, I think it's really important to be here to kind of see where the scene is going, you know, and the vibe you can get from the discipline. And the race itself is getting more and more competitive, you know, and we have so many athletes involved. Uh, so... Yeah, we're strong believer of participation and, you know, we want to be with the community and, you know, this is the place to be if you want to see where the sport is going, you know. Yeah, so. I agree. Thanks. And and then can I ask you, like, you're from Italy. What is gravel in Italy? What does it look like and the, how does it compare to here? Yeah, I would say it's it's getting very, very popular as all over places, you know, we can see. But uh, 
I think gravel racing is becoming just now a thing. It's, it's something that probably we are inheriting yeah. from North America, whereas gravel at the beginning in, in Europe was more of a... It was geared, I would say, more towards adventure or beginners. But now you can see all the different facets of, of the sport, you know. So you, you can ride a gravel bike and being, being into bikepacking and adventure, or you bought a gravel bike because, you know, it's a good thing to get into the sport. It's a good tool. Or just because you're really into competitive stuff and now you can also race. So it, it keeps evolving. So, but yeah, so this is pretty much what we see. Okay, sweet. Thank you so much. That is all for day one at Unbound. Now it's Friday, 10 a.m. This podcast is going live in two minutes and <laughs> David and I are heading to the venue. So have a good day, everyone. And it's not too late. If you have questions or things that you really want us to talk about or explore at Unbound, send me an Instagram message at Mag Rush. Bye-bye. <laughs>